time now for the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. This is Abby Ward reporting. Limited details are provided about a house fire that occurred in Glidden this afternoon. The Glidden, Carroll, and Ralston Fire Departments were dispatched around 2.30 this afternoon to the 500 block of East 4th Street in Glidden for a residential structure fire. Everybody did make it out of the house okay, but the house is a total loss after the fire, smoke, and water damage. All listed departments were still assisting at the scene as of 4.30 p.m. this afternoon. More information will be provided once an official report is made. A bid has been officially selected for the construction of the new Lakeview Community Center. City Council reviewed the five bids submitted and selected Sandy Construction of Humboldt for the $2,228,327 bid. Construction will officially begin this spring and the Community Center Committee officials will schedule a groundbreaking ceremony in the next few weeks. This project will be located next to Cobblestone Inn and Suites and will have a seating capacity of more than 400 individuals. The Community Center Committee has raised over $2 million to fund this project, but is still looking to raise $500,000 more from donations and grants while the center is in the building phase. Once the construction firm approaches breaking ground, a more structured timeline will be provided for the completion of the project. Sac County is looking to make its emergency medical service an essential service to guarantee funding for a much-needed operation. District 3, Sac Bar... District 3 Sac County Board of Supervisor James or Jim Whistler says no laws required the EMS to be available for counties. Whistler says that making it an essential service would allocate funding from the general fund account provided through tax levies to the EMS service, which is a guarantee for 15 years. When I came into this position five, a little over five years ago, it was brought up that it wasn't an essential service, and I guess I was shocked that it wasn't. I've asked a few people of my constituents that would you say that your ambulance service would be an essential service, and most of them will say, well, absolutely. Since the state legislators and the governor has put the restrictions on the county of our percents that we can raise our budgets, so it's a way to remove this service out of the general basic and get it in its own line item so it will tr always be funded. At least two and potentially three public hearings will be held in May for county residents to come to listen and voice concerns on this resolution. The exact dates will be announced in the next few weeks as it must be published 60 days before the meeting date. Whistler says the public needs to be on board to make this change. It would take a vote of the public. We're going to set up an advisory board, hopefully representation from all nine towns, member of the Board of Supervisors, and probably head of our ambulance to sit on an advisory board to advise the Board of Supervisors, a way that the public can have input on the cost and the, the levies that they want, if any, that they want to uh, put to a vote in November. Currently, the EMS receives funds from the general funding account, but depending on county spending, that figure can increase or decrease based on available funding. B, by being an essential service, the EMS operations could get up to 1% income surtax or $0.75 cents per 1,000 property value or receive both, depending on the advisory committee's recommendation. Whistler says they will not be cutting the service or funding to the EMS no matter what. He says wanting to give the rural operation a more secure future. It's just a way to 
move the funding to another line item to free up monies for other services and that are funded out of the general basic levy and a way to guarantee that the public will have these services. If the public votes to make Sac County EMS an essential service, the advisory board will propose the tax levy rate for the Board of Supervisors to approve. The public is encouraged to attend the public hearings scheduled for May to voice opinions and concerns. The Carroll Chamber of Commerce is seeking sponsors for its 2024 Live Plus Local Summer Concert Series. There are five dates on this year's schedule, June 6th, June 27th, July 25th, August 22nd, and September 19th. The Chamber has two sponsorship levels available. For $2,000, select sponsors will have a banner on the front of the stage. Their logo will be included with any marketing related to the event, and they can introduce the evening's band and interact with the crowd between sets. At $500 is the group sponsor, which includes a smaller banner at the front of the stage and mentions during event promotions. Live and Local begins in 2021 and has grown into one of Carol's most popular summertime attractions, drawing hundreds of music lovers downtown each time it is held. Businesses interested in sponsoring the 2024 Live Plus Local concert series can contact the Chamber by calling 712-792-4383 or emailing r.niece at caroliowa.com. And that has been the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. We will be back with more after these messages. Tune in every Friday morning and afternoon for Night News. It gives you a look at what's new each week at the Kemper Catholic Schools. Tune in for Night News right here. Brought to you by Haley Equipment and Home Care and Career Options. Go! Attention automotive enthusiasts. New Way Ford is looking for a passionate service advisor to join our exceptional team. This ideal candidate has a positive attitude and an energetic personality, excellent customer service skills, and values professionalism. Working for New Way means lucrative compensation and excellent benefits to support your career growth. Join a dynamic team of automotive professionals who are dedicated to delivering top-notch service to our valued customers. Apply today at newwayautogroup.com backslash careers. New Way At Mount Carmel Mutual, we are always focused on dedicated, personalized service for you. That means you can trust us to keep you top of mind. As a proud Grinnell Mutual member insurance company, we'll be there when you need us most, helping protect all that's important to you, including your future. With Grinnell Mutual, you can trust in tomorrow. Contact your local Mount Carmel Mutual agent today. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. Time now for the second half of your evening news here on KCIM. But before we get into a look at the stories, let's take a look at a quick weather forecast with some other facts. So tonight we're looking at mostly clear skies with a low around 33, breezy with wind gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. Tomorrow we're looking at partly sunny skies, then gradually it's becoming sunny with a high near 59, wind gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. Friday night, clear with a low around 37. Southwest winds, wind gusts as high as 24 miles per hour. And then heading into Saturday, sunny skies with a high near 69. Breezy with gusts as high as 26 miles per hour. And Saturday night, mostly clear with a low around 51 and windy. Yesterday's high was set at 31 degrees set sometime in the afternoon. And yesterday's low was 6 set overnight. 
Sunrise tomorrow will be at 6.55 a.m. And record high was set back in 2020 at 66 degrees. And record low was negative 23, set back in 1962. Now let's take a look at your evening news. The Glidden Community Auction will be held this Friday at the Lincoln Cub and sponsored by the Haggai Masonic Lodge, post number 369. The social hour with three hors d'oeuvres will begin at 6 p.m. The auction presented by Steve Seidel and Justin Brandt will start at 7 p.m. Over 100 items have been donated from various individuals and businesses throughout the area to be purchased by the highest bidder, with all the proceeds to be used for community projects. A few of the higher price ticket items include four suck-up end zone seats for an ISU football game of the purchaser's choice, a Jaguar 722LR bolt rifle, a Halo Outdoor Elite Outdoor Griddle, a $500 catered meal, a Fireman 2100 watt generator, a four-night stay in a six-bedroom cabin in Dillon, Colorado, and many more. A complete list of items available is included with this story online. Again, the Glidden Community Auction will be held this Friday with the social hour beginning at 6 p.m. at the Lincoln Club. Governor Kim Reynolds' push for reforms to special education instruction in Iowa has survived the 2024 legislative session first funnel and remains up for debate in the Iowa Senate. But the Iowa House passed their version today. Reynolds announced her plan to refocus Iowa Area Education Agency's AEAs on what they were created to do, special education, during her coalition of the state address in January. After significant pushback from teachers, parents, and administrators, it appeared that her bill would have limited AEA services unrelated to special education and give local school boards more control of state and federal funding, was unlikely to gain traction in either chamber. However, District 6 Senator Jason Schultz of Schleswig says the legislation managed to make it through the February 16th funnel. I reported, I think Steve, Brian, and myself all reported in Arcadia last month that we thought the bill was dead. I've answered emails that I thought the bill was dead. I did that sincerely, and then things changed. Senator Lynn Evans of Aurelia is our retired superintendent. I thought he was still working on AEAs to develop the ideas where it should have gone so that there was some groundwork laid for next year. Apparently, you know, sometimes that campfire has an ember still burning underneath there that can start a uh, fresh fire. And apparently both chambers have that ember in it. So uh, the issue has come out of funnel on both sides, and yet I am not convinced, I'm not convinced that we have the votes to get all the way to the governor. Both chambers have moved their own version of the bill through committees. The House passed their reform 53-41. to 41. District 11 Representative Brian Best of Glidden says the House version takes a slower approach to the reform process. It creates a legislative task force. At least one of the um, people on the task force would be from the AEA itself. There would be superintendents, principals, teachers, parents. Anybody that's affected would be on this task force. There's still some optimism among some people that this bill could get through this year. I would think that this would be highly unlikely. Schultz says the Senate version focuses more on the perception that AEAs are top-heavy organizations. Currently what we have right now is a plan to try to get uh, more money down to the service providers. Providers themselves hopefully would see almost no change. And I, and I say hopefully because it's not a finished product. I can't predict it. The flow-through money from the state 
would stop at the school and schools would have an opportunity to choose the services. The federal money would continue, which I actually see as a possibility that ADAs would have more money per student to deal with the special ed clients. But we're still not convinced. And like I said, I'm not sure we've got the, the votes in either chamber and until I see the, the last version, I, I don't know what we'd have. There is also a report there that would put the AEAs on a reporting system. They'd have to file a plan, how they would lower their administrative costs by 30% because that's really kind of the genesis of the problem. The administrative costs are $70 million across the state. We've got CEOs making $345,000. We don't think it's an appropriate use of tax dollars. Schultz says he is undecided on the bill until a final version comes out. Best says his concern lies with how it might impact the smaller rural schools like those in his district. But Best did vote yes for the new reformed bill. Doing this in the next month or two, I think, is, is just very difficult prospects. So until I can be convinced that if a small school isn't going to get hurt by this, I would say that I'd probably be a no. I think the original bill, when it came out, just totally burning the house down. And some of us are saying, well, let's not burn the house down. Let's just fix what needs to be fixed, the windows and the doors or whatever it would be. But there are some things that, that really probably need to be done. There are some very huge salaries for people in the ADA at the very top levels. And I think what they would, what I'd really like to see happen is have the ADAs have more of those people that are out there in the schools taking care of the kids and doing what they need to be doing and maybe a little fewer chiefs at the very top. Iowa currently spends around $5,300 more per student than the national average, but Iowa students with disabilities have consistently scored worse on assessments than their peers in other states. And that has been a look at your evening news here on KCIM. This has been Abby Ward reporting.